Indeed, it is the Lover and the Fighter podcast. Josh Cohen, Dean Thomas, I would be lover in the form of brother love. He would be fighter in the form of the UFC, an MMA pioneer and the UFC's king of all media, Dean Thomas. Um, you were at ESPN last weekend, and you are convinced that you contracted monkeypox. Yeah. <laughs> explain, I swear, man, please, I explain. Swear, I was, I was Why is that funny? Why is that because funny? Because it's funny, man, because like I always get these weird diseases. You know what I'm saying? I, like from polio and monkeypox. But you don't know. No, you had a polo shirt. Never polio the disease. Oh, I know, but I'm still. You had monkey ball the video game. <laughs> yeah. You never had monkey. Why are words that begin with monkey always funny? Like, I, had- I, meant, I mentioned you, you're convinced that you got monkey pox and you were laughing. And I think I had scurvy too, but I'm not 100% sure. Scurvy's like a pirate disease. I know, that's what I'm saying. I be getting these weird diseases when I go places. What makes you think that you contracted uh, monkey pox while in Bristol, Connecticut at, at UFC so, ESPN? I was, I was in bed and I'm sleeping and then I, my arm kept itching. I kept scratching my arm and I woke up and I had like these little bumps on my arm mm-hmm. and then and, I, and it was like in a pattern and i still got them like now they're gone but I, I still had them and it just kept itching and itching and itching and i said man so then i i, I started researching and i realized it was monkeypox. no yeah. and then I, <laughs> you didn't re- you realized the symptoms were consistent i know but then I, what you mean but then i kept researching and realized i have fleas you have fleas yeah so i think it's just i have fleas it wasn't monkeypox after all you had fleas right it could also be a sexually transmitted disease that too but, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting my freaky deaky on in the right, hotel room, so right. maybe I caught it from the last people who was there. For sure, in those sheets. Or yeah. maybe it was just a, um, you know, a virus that's laying dormant in your system <laughs> and then rose to the occasion. <laughs> that's I don't true. know. I know that you were impressed by uh, Jake Matthews, and you'll go further into that over on the bonus, the, the premium content of this podcast over at UFCFightPass.com. But um, Jake Matthews put on a little bit of a show. Yeah, he put on a show, man. It was very unexpected, but he showed that he's got a lot of potential Mm -hmm. coming out of Australia. Those guys, you know, every so often they get one of them kids. It's a star. And it may have taken him a while to get to this point, but now he's here, and I think that he's really going to be able to excel from this point moving forward. On that same card last weekend, UFC 275, Wei Li and Um, We're going to get into when we both knew that it was not going to be Joanna's night. And here's a hint. It was prior to when the bell rang. Um, we'll do that over at UFCFightPass.com. But what is the ceiling now for Wei Lee? Because I tell you what, she's obviously in position, as we know. I mean, they mentioned on the broadcast what you mentioned, and that is this is waiting for Carla Esparza, right? Yeah, and Carla, so, and if you... Re- it's a bad matchup for it's her a bad ma- It's a bad matchup for Carla Esparza. And if you've been following MMA Twitter, Carla Esparza was already like, we're going to fight on my timeline. And you know what that means. Mm. That means I'm trying to hold on to this belt as long as I can because yeah. I know when we do fight, I'm not going to hold on to it. Yeah. Like, I got this belt and got married the next weekend. Yeah. I want to take it to Disney World once. <laughs> yep. It's like when you have a 13-year-old dog. Yeah. And you're like, I want to spend some time. Yes, exactly. Because I know you know you're not going to have it that much longer. I can't imagine, like, when they fight, that it would be anything other than, like, a, a plus 500 She's going to be up like a plus five. As a champion. Uh, underdog, yeah. Like Come way, on. Yeah. No, it won't be that big. You don't plus, think so? Plus three and a quarter. Plus, okay, I'll give it that. But I just can't imagine like the way Whaley looked this last fight and what everybody knows of her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do you think the problem was with, with her versus Rose? I think that when, when she fought Rose the first time, she didn't realize her own invincibility. Mm-hmm. And she got knocked out. And then the second time they fought. Now, remember what happened when she got knocked out the first time? She went and got her hair cut like Rose. She was so great. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was almost in awe of Rose. Well, I, I don't, can you draw a correlation to that? To yes, be honest. I, you can. You, I, it almost felt like Have she was Have you talked so, to folks? I haven't talked to folks, but it almost felt like she was, like, 
impressed by Rose's ability to knock her out, and like she was just like in awe of Rose over the over a short haircut. Because I'd be, I would be more prone to think that she was told to package herself in more of a feminine, ladylike uh, packaging, and then realized I don't need to do any of this. Because she doesn't glam up. She doesn't wear makeup. She doesn't No, she do doesn't. But what I'm saying is like, but she was very complimentary of Rose. Well, for sure. Very, so I almost feel like that she probably was a little starstruck fighting yeah. Rose again. Interesting. And just, and just couldn't put it together. Interesting. But she ain't feel that again. She ain't look like that against Joanna. No, no, she didn't. That was the Rose Bowl again. That yeah. was the 0-4 against Rose. And Whaley appears to be on her way. Uh, again, we'll get further into that with the bonus content. This podcast has a premium edition at UFCFightPass.com. Let's continue now on to the co-main event. As we look back, uh, Talia Santos and Valentina Shevchenko, um, it, it's no secret we both expressed it, that we are both surprised that, um, that Bullet got the decision. How much of that is because she's the reigning and defending? Because her body of work and resume causes the judges to give her the benefit of the doubt. A hundred percent. Like a lot really? of that, I think a lot of that has to do that bias. You know, when going into a fight, when you're that much of a favorite, when you're that good, people are just expectation. Expect, they're expecting you to do good. And when you're not, you're almost given the benefit of the doubt that it's almost luck and that shouldn't be happening. And I think that's what really swayed the decision her way. That plus the headbutt. But, you know, there was just a lot of factors going into that fight. Santos, we come to find out, broke an orbital ball. Yeah. So it was beyond just a cut. Right. I mean, you could, like, immediately when her eyes swelled up, I could almost see that her orbital bone was broken. I was like, There's, that's a problem. Um, what about hands over now the uh, mouth and nose simultaneously? Oh, that's a, it's a brutal. Yeah. Yeah, that's very suffocating. Yeah, and that's not completely legal, I don't think, to cover all of the breathing apparatus. I don't know. I, what do you mean you don't know? Don't you're, know. Like, you're a coach and corner. Well, that's why I'm going to this. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you're going to what? Yeah, that's why, that's why I got to go to this judge's certification, the judge's and referee certification. What's if during the judge's and, and uh, certification class that you're doing in Buffalo, and I know that on Twitter uh, people were like, why are you going to learn this? You should be teaching this. I know I tweeted that at you. Um, what's if they do a special thing in there where they talk about inhalers and they cite you as an example <laughs> and they go, there was, and they go, Oh, where he's here actually. Yeah. Come on, let here. me speak on this guys. Yeah, come I on got up. this. Dean Thomas, come on up here for a moment. You gave your fighter an inhaler, uh, yeah. Greg Hardy, <laughs> which then resulted in a no contest immediately. Well, I mean, but to, to be honest with you, like there's a lot of rules, man, and they change them all the time, but they're open, they're, the op they're open to changing the rules. So like, that's why I'm going. Um, we will get deeper into the uh, Talia Santos and Valentina Shevchenko fight at UFCFightPass.com. Premium content thereof. Main event was entertaining and engaging and back and forth. It was not expected to go as deep as it did. It was certainly not expected to go the distance. I think if you wanted to bet that it would not go the distance, it was laying like minus 570. And we were 28 seconds away from that being the case. Mm -hmm. So we talk about missed opportunities. Both fighters had multiple opportunities throughout the fight to end it, to finish it. And ultimately, it was a case of, well, that last man standing was the young guy, the 29-year-old over the 42-year-old who got exhausted with 28 seconds left and had to tap. Man, I tell you, the mindset of Yuri Prohoshka is just something else, man. Like, I mean, you could see it. Like, for him to escape that choke, like, he's just he's just a different animal, man. Well, you mentioned it in the last episode. You you know, you said he lives this. Yeah, this, this is, is this is his lifestyle. And, and, I, and it's, it's a samurai like, lifestyle. Yeah, he's a samurai lifestyle. Like combat is his religion, and he's just he's just he's just different. Did you see the people that showed up in the Czech Republic when he came home with the belt? Oh my God, that was crazy. Um, it, it was, I mean, it goes to show you the love 
that those people have for the fight game. Yeah. And to claim themselves a champion it becomes a global thing of pride. And, you know, the UFC a couple of years ago redesigned the belt with the nations of the champions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some folks, it's like, I want to be the first. I want to. Re- no different than the Olympics. Right. In a lot of ways. And that, I mean, that's a big deal. You know, he's the first Czech champion. So, yeah. like, that's a really big deal for him and his country. There's talk about running this one back. Um, some say, let's not be in a rush to do that. Maybe it's recency bias because it was so entertaining. It wasn't necessarily great performances, which maybe helped to make what was a great entertaining fight, but should they run this no, one back? No, you can't run this back. I mean, as much as I love Glover, man, like it's not like he was a long-standing champion. No. I mean, he just kind of got that belt, and then he's 42 years old. Let's, You know what? Like, there's so many other guys in the division. Let's let these guys Have you out. ever seen a, uh, a champion-caliber fighter smile as much as Glover Teixeira does? No. <laughs> no one smiles Junior Dos Santos smiles yeah, a lot, but junior, not as much, junior, and yeah. they look like brothers. Right, but, you know, Glover is just such a nice guy, man. He's... Yeah, he's a, he's a really nice guy. But in, in the Anthony Smith fight, he like apologized to him for knocking out his teeth in the middle of the fight. Yeah, yeah. he's a super nice guy. Yeah. Maybe too nice. <laughs> yeah. um, Glover Teixeira said in an episode of Embedded during this fight week that he was autographing the posters. And he said, you know, when I started this, I bought a house after I had won. And I hung every fight poster on the wall. And I got everyone hung. And he said to the guy off camera, do you know how many spaces I have left for these posters? And Glover said two, this one and one more. And he said, I was either going to, you know, stop fighting when there's no more space for him or I was going to buy a bigger house. <laughs> and, and he's dead yeah. set on one more poster. One more poster. I think I, I honestly believe that based on that story and the way he told it, he's going to fill that last because he told himself when he bought yeah, the house. Right. That last spot is for that last poster, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. And then I think that'll be it. That'll be uh, Hopefully, hopefully he gets a good fight where he can win. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully he can get a fight where he can win. Go out with a winning poster on yep. his on his wall. Uh, to this coming weekend, Dean Thomas, it is UFC Fight Night on ESPN Plus. Cowboy Cerrone and Joe Lazon. Cowboy Cerrone, there was a moment, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a media guy that no one likes, and he asked Connor about his recent success last July, and he said, you have just one win since Barack Obama was president. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's over a winner with no wins in his last six. That fighter he's referencing was cowboy Donald Cerrone. Right. Um, Cerrone is a minus 170 favorite in this matchup versus Joe Lazon. Is there a reason you can think of as to why that's the case? I have, I think it's just people like cowboy. Brand? I brand? Think it's his brand. I think they like him. You know, I mean, he's... He's a very charismatic and likable guy, and 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 a, apparently an incredible actor. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard rumors that he's just a ma- an amazing actor. He was right in that now. movie with Posty, uh, old Post Malone, and Mark Wahlberg on Netflix. Really, where they're in prison together. And it, well, I know he just did a movie with Gina Carano, and then I spoke with Keith Jardine a few months ago, and he said, "Man, like, he just he could be an action star." They, yeah, they love him, but in terms of his fight game, just people are they're just drawn to him. They just yeah. they want to see him win. What's well, not to love? Yeah, he, 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 didn't he name his kid Danger? Is the yeah. kid's middle name Danger? Sure. First name. Yeah, I think that's his first name. Danger. Yeah. yeah. Who was fighting when it was, I think, in the apex, you could hear the corner. And they were saying, Do that kick we were practicing at Cowboys when we were all doing shrooms. Oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot Who, that. They're one. giving fight yeah. directions that included like we were doing at the ranch when we were <laughs> yeah. all shrooming. I do remember. I can't do remember, remember who fighting? that was. I can't remember who that was fighting. But, but I don't. You know, I I just don't like seeing cowboy fight anymore. I mean, no, it's, it's just no. Since you know, he blew his nose and his face exploded. Yeah, since then, I mean, things haven't been good for him in his last no. couple fights, man. And like it don't, it doesn't get better. Like that's what you understand. Like, I mean, it doesn't is, really get better. As average as bad as cowboy as as, as Connor, excuse me, has looked. 
Um, Connor's only win in, since that Obama administration was over Cowboy. And you remember, you and I watched that together for an episode of House Party. Uh, watch Party, excuse watch me. Party. House Party was kid and play. Yeah. I confuse us with them all the time. Hola, hey. um, in, in that fight, that was over in 47 seconds. It was shoulder shrug. It was two seconds shoulder shrug broke his it nose. Was, yeah, it was like head kick, shoulder like a, shrug. It looked like a horrible mismatch. Yeah. And then you see Connor against current guys, and, and you go, just, man, there's a huge discrepancy. But I mean, you know, Serona, even his last fight, man, it just well, it's just not good. Like, he hasn't looked good in years. In years. And yeah. I don't know. And one thing about, and, and obviously Joe was a little older, but he still like has a consistent style. Like he hasn't like been in these like wars and gotten beat up like that. So yeah. I see. I think he's gonna win this fight. All right. I was gonna say we'll get your pick on the UFCFightPass.com side, but we just got it. There's yeah. some good. Enough. I want to treat him a little something. That's nice of you. To the main event of the evening, and it is Calvin Cater and Josh Emmett featherweight division. Calvin Cater minus two thirty favorite. Emmett about 190, 195 plus side on the comeback. Um, you'll get into exactly what it is you think Calvin Cater so brilliant at mm-hmm. over at UFCFightPass.com. But from an underdog perspective, Josh Emmett, what does he do well that makes you go, you know what, I can make a case for him in this spot with Calvin Cater? Well, he's obviously got game-changing power. Right. So, and, and at any time. Yeah, at any time. So, you know, no matter how good a person is, if you get cracked, you're no longer as good as you were before you got cracked. <laughs> a second ago. Right. So if he could crack, Calvin, I mean, if he cracks anybody, he's changing the game. So, like, you know, you always got to look out for that with Josh Emmett. Yeah, that one, um, that could actually be fun. That could be a fun it's fight. It's going to be a fun fight because, yeah. like, Josh Emmett's not, he's not, you know, going to be a walkover. And no. Calvin Cater's not coming to play. So, like, it's going to be a fun fight. And we will be three weeks into 10 consecutive weekends of UFC fight cards. Can't wait. Yes. For the bonus content, the true inside and skinny, go to UFCFightPass.com. So you can hear and subscribe to the premium content of this podcast. For Dean Thomas, Jay to the C saying thanks for listening. We will catch you next time for the next episode of the Lover and the Fighter podcast.